0: hello guys you are now tuned in to the transparency diary of course i am jb price creator and host of this podcast thank you guys so much for clicking this link i hope everyone has been safe and rona free yes i said rona because uh, this whole thing is ghetto okay so it's no longer corona it's rona because it's ghetto um (laughs) <laughs> but I myself am doing wonderful. God is literally still showing out in my life. So I have absolutely no complaints, but um, thank you guys so much for tuning in since our last episode. I hope everyone has taken the time to reflect on what matters to them and just overall take inventory on yourself and also your relationships and making necessary changes to your life that will elevate you to the next level. Because that is what we are all about. We are all about growth. We are all about elevating. We are all about self-reflecting, self-love, woman empowerment, God, all of that. So per our last episode, if you did not tune in, you can go back and click Tis the Season. We just kicked this this thing off in the beginning of August. So you did not miss too much. But that has been the goal because elevation is key to growth, and that is what we want for ourselves. So this, this episode is titled Friendship 101. So what do you guys think we'll be talking about? Friendship, of course, which I think is extremely suiting going into this season because relationships are so important, as I mentioned in my previous episodes. But the importance of healthy friendships is a whole nother level and a whole nother conversation. So today that is what we will be discussing. So buckle up, strap that thing in. Let's, let's get transparent. Um, a lot of people, I was sparked to do this. Let me just backtrack. I was sparked to do this episodes about friendship specifically because people are just so mind blown about how honest and open I am about my past. So I had a girlfriend a couple of weeks ago who I'm getting to know and I told her, you know, a little bit about my background and it dawned on me that a lot of people meet me and assume that I've always been the way that I am, which is not true. They assume that I've always been a good person or that I've always been a good friend. They're like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? Because um, you're so amazing. You're such a great friend and they literally assume that I've always been this way and I haven't. They see how I handle the people I currently have in my life, but the truth is, you know, I've been through a lot and I have have literally not always been this way. So I thought it was a great topic to touch on given my background. Um I can honestly admit that I was a piece of crap friend in my earlier years. I know there's a lot of people who don't like to admit things like that because it's rather embarrassing. But of course, for me, this would not be the Transparency Diary if I was not so open and honest and raw and real about my journey, because nobody would really know what that looks like if they haven't, if they can't connect with someone who's been through it. So that is the basis of what sparked this episode. Um, So yeah, I was not a good friend. I have not always been a good friend. A couple years ago, you know, You would have, you would have hated me. Some people would have hated me. So who and what you see today, it took time. It took a lot of self-reflecting, a lot of digging deep, a lot of life, life lessons. Um, I had to learn the true meaning and value of friendship and also what that meant to be a friend. What I meant is, you know, what I mean is that we often want friendship, but. If you've never been a friend to somebody or you never had good friends, that's kind of complicated when you try to move forward in your friendships. Um, So I had to also learn how to receive friends. And what I mean by receive a friend, it means um, what it meant to have healthy relationships before, because every relationship up until that point, I didn't know any better. So what I've come to realize is that friendship is a growing process There are people who help us become better people within ourselves by the way that they love us, by the way that they interact with us, by the way that they talk to us, by the way that they spend time with us, how they handle us at our worst times. These are all things that shaped and molded me to be the friend that I am to everyone else today. Our interactions in life is what teaches us how to be friends and what friendship is. So... um. For me, the very first thing that I learned about being a good friend, I'm going to have to put good before friend because everybody can put their definition uh, their definition on what a friend is, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good friend. You know, you can have a car, but that doesn't mean it's a good car. So emphasis on good, heavy on the good, heavy on the good. <laughs> um, So yes, the very first thing that I had to learn about being a friend is, Addressing my own traumas and healing. A lot of the time, the reason our relationships don't work out is because we bring something to the table that we haven't addressed. It takes two to tango, literally. Um, so when you're coming to the table, I don't think people are very honest and open about addressing their damages. And for friendships, that's a problem. Um, back in the day, I had friends, for example, they were terrible to me. Uh, I have friends. Everybody has the, the 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 friend back in the day. Somebody has somebody sleep with their man. I've been talked about behind my back. I've been stolen from. Um, I've been jumped before. People have like literally set me up to be jumped. Just stabbing me in the back. Um, I've been lied to, lied on. Just a lot of different things that set the tone and dynamic for my perception of friendship. So moving forward, these things affected me and molded me. And I had a lot of trust issues. I had jealousy issues, insecurity, anger. Um, I was so used to being hurt that I expected everybody I encountered to be exactly what those other people were and how they hurt me. I expected people to hurt me. So that's what I looked for. And you know, when you look for something, that's all you see. So in my earlier friendships, even if that wasn't the case, even if I had like a good friend or somebody who wasn't showing me those things with those so them same people were showing me, eventually, you know, my underlying issues came out in various ways and that in turn had me to not be able to appreciate what a genuine friend was. You know, if it seemed too good to be true, I sabotaged it. Um I escalated, I would do things like escalating small situations into big ones so that I didn't have to talk to the person to anymore to avoid being hurt. Sometimes, you know, I have to admit that back in the day, I used to be a runner. That's what I used to call it. Oh, I run. If I see somebody who I feel is about to take advantage of me or hurt me, I'll literally self-sabotage it and I'll run. I'd rather just, you know, push that person away than to allow them to hurt me or to deal with my emotions being flustered. So, you know, I had to heal from my past experiences with my friendships and understand that everyone isn't like those people who hurt me. What we don't face or heal from always, always, always bleeds out into other areas of our life. And for me, it was my friendships. I think I had mentioned that in a previous podcast, healing, the healing process is so important. It's so detrimental to anything that you do and anything that you touch and any person that you connect yourself to. You have to make sure that you are healed and whole, not only to receive that person, but to give to that person as well, or those people Because usually, you know, when you're a good person and you exert those things, you have a plethora of blessings coming in. So, um, you know, we don't address the root of things. And when I say root, I mean like those deep-seated reasons as to why we think the way that we think, those traumatic experiences that have shaped and molded us, um, you know, identifying triggers and things like that, anger issues and things that, you know, make you anger, angry. Um, we will begin to manifest those undealt with things in everything we touch literally until we identify and heal from those things, especially in relationships. So in order to move forward, I had to, number one, I had to, for, I had to forgive these people. I had to forgive them. And number two, I had to readjust my demeanor with understanding that if I bring a negative perspective to my friendships, then that's what it would be. And what I mean by that is, again, when you go looking for things, you get them. You you only see what you are looking for. If you're looking for somebody who is not trustworthy or a person who is, you know, you're expecting your new boyfriend to cheat on you. Even though he's not cheating, everything that he does, you're going to think that it looks like cheating. So you have to heal from those experiences and readjust your perception in order to not attach that trauma to that relationship because it's very damaging. So I had to understand that everybody is not out to hurt me. Everybody's not out to get me. I had to be open. I had to forgive. I had to understand that everybody is just, everybody's not going to hurt me. That's crazy to think with a billion people in the world, if everybody was the same and everybody was a bad person. We would have so much more turmoil going on in our lives. Um, so you can clearly see you know when things aren't being addressed you know it 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 bleeds out into your relationships um and i know we all know that one person or those those two people who have those kinds of issues in their relationships they fall out with everybody it's never it's never them it's always somebody else it's always the same scenario with a different person those people are usually making the dynamic of the friendships end up like that because they're bringing damages to their previous from their previous relationship to their current relationship and I'm and that's that's with anything that's with um jobs that's with you know relationships friendships the relationships with your parents if you continuously have that dynamic of not addressing yourself you're going to always bring that dynamic to everything so for me I can speak for my own my own testament it was always somebody else Oh no, nope, I didn't do anything. Nope. She was grimy. Nope. She was talking about me. Nope. She was doing this. But in a sense, I contributed to that. Because I was, you know, I was, girl, you, I know you're talking about me. And sometimes they wasn't. Sometimes I literally was running across people who were amazing people, but I couldn't receive them simply because my perception of friendship in a whole. It didn't work. And I was bleeding that out into my friendships and I was accusing people of things that wasn't even the case. And that's all that I seen. Nope. Look like, look like, look like a duck. Quack like a duck. It's a duck. Sometimes it wasn't a duck. Sometimes it was, a uh, um, a kitty cat. Like I don't, you know, it's, you, you got, you, you get what you look for in people. You will get that. So our interactions in life is what teaches us how to be friends and what friendship is. Um, Something else that I had learned about being a friend is addressing, um, just addressing myself, you know, addressing who I am, addressing my being, addressing, you know, who is Jamaica, knowing myself, that's very important. You have to know yourself when it comes to these things. Um, it's just, it's just really, really important for you to know yourself so that not one, you're not influenced. We already talked about this in a previous a previous episode but also just knowing who you are and what you bring to the table knowing your value um but um yes another thing that I also learned another important key is communication skills again you will bleed out what you know and what your root is into your friendships your communication skills what do what does that look like how do you communicate is your communication style aggressive is your communication style you know lack of communication do you feel like you can't communicate you have to understand that sometimes you have barriers that stop you from being able to communicate you have to understand what those are because you know again going back to the repeated cycles when again, me falling out when I was falling out with people. And I kept saying, it's not them. Oh, I mean, it's them. It's not me. Those was that I had poor communication. I was bringing that dynamic to the relationship. Uh, and not only that, but I had character defects that I had to work on. You know, the, the aggressiveness, the passive aggressiveness, that the having high expectations, the unrealistic views of friendship, um, and again I I am guilty of the lack of communication at some point in time the jumping to jump into conclusions. You have to be mature in how you deal with people and how you communicate in order to make sure the dynamic of your friendships are healthy. It is extremely another thing. It is extremely unrealistic to believe that you will never have an argument with your friends. It's just not it's just not it's not realistic. Conflicts will arise especially if you have more than one friend at a time because you're dealing with multiple personalities and multiple perspectives on things, everybody has a different way they perceive and receive things, you're going to have conflict. So to think that you'll never have a disagreement is just not reality. And the key factor in friendships is how you communicate, especially during conflict. So for me, it comes down to love and respect, okay? It is the love and respect for me. As long as we have love and respect, we are good. It's also, you know, it's, it's also a way to say things. It's not really what you say. It's how you say it. Is your delivery and the way you communicate healthy? Does it provoke an argument? Is it negative? Do you come off as super aggressive? I used to be there. I used to be, oh, I tell it like it is. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm to give it to you raw. But the truth is when you are in relationship with people, again, everybody has a different way of receiving and perceiving things. So You can't always be real with people. You can't always be blunt. That might hurt your friend's feelings. And at that point, if you're okay with being blunt to the extent of where you're hurting your friend's feelings, you don't really care about that person because saying to them, I'm just blunt and you need to deal with it. That's selfish. That's selfish. And if you continue to do things like that to people and not readjust, you have to be adaptable. That is the one thing also. You have to be adaptable in your friendships. You can't treat everybody the same way. Just because you have a friend that is more rough than others or is able to take your criticism in a rough manner or a direct and blunt manner does not mean that your friend who is sensitive has to put up with that. You have to be able to adapt and adjust to how you deal with your friends. Um it's super important and I used to think, you know, back in the day I had a friend, she was super blunt. I'm I'm sensitive. Nobody would know that I'm sensitive unless you're close enough to me to where I can put my guard down and I'm letting you know that I'm sensitive and you know me personally to know that. But I had a friend who I was getting close to and she would just say the rudest things and I would get so offended. And it it started to put a wedge in our friendship and to the point where I didn't want to be friends with her anymore. I didn't. I didn't want to be friends with her anymore. Her mouth, it just was too much. Her mouth was like, just what she said. It's not even how it's, it's every, matter of fact, it's everything. I'm not even going to water it down for you guys. Some people literally give it to you the way that they, they just have no filter. They're not sensitive. They're not, they don't care. If it hurts your feelings, they don't care. They just had to say what they had to say. They said what they said and, and that's it. Um, but you can't say what you say in a way to where it hurts your friends. So, you know, the respect level and how, how you say things, um, and, and, What you say in your delivery, if during every argument you, you're, you know, you have a buildup and you're finally saying how you feel out of anger. And now it's to a point and you're taking jabs at your friend. Then the communication was not intact at some point in time. There was a, there was a disconnect. You should be able to talk to your friends. You should be able to have an open dialogue about your differences. You should also be able to listen and receive what is being said. Communication is a two way thing. You should never feel like someone is just attacking you and you have to take it, especially from your friend. Anything a friend says to you, especially in conflict, should be in love. It should be said in love. So at the point of which there is a spar of hurtful words, the respect went out the window and the love is not a priority. Because when you have your friend's best interest in in at heart, you're going to be delicate with how you handle them. You're going to be delicate with you know the way you deliver things because you care about their feelings and that's what friendship is that's what love is caring about the the way your the person you love feels and you don't want to hurt them because you care about them now for me i hate to say this but i had to grow i had to grow into that because i used to fight dirty once my feelings were hurt it was a rap i mean like a complete rap and it used to be so bad to the point where I would mentally store ammo so that when the arguments came, I was ready. And what I mean by that is like getting to know somebody, you you start to pick up on their flaws. You start to pick up on their insecurities. You get to know them. Sometimes their situations aren't all together. So you know where the water holes are. So for me back in the day, I used to mentally collect those. So when a person hurt my feelings or they tried to get get at me, I was spewing all of that hurt right back at them. And it it was nasty. It was very nasty. And your friendship should not be like that. You should not have, have to collect, collect ammo or whatever. But you know, I recognize that as me being a hurt person, I didn't know any better. Hurt people hurt people. And I was uncomfortable with being hurt. Nobody likes feeling hurt. Nobody likes sitting in that, in that emotion, that pain. Nobody likes admitting that they've been hurt, especially when, you know, you're you're not used to being honest about how you feel. You have to mask, mask so much. You have to always be tough. You have to always be strong. You have to always act like you don't care even when you do, which is a pride thing. Because if you really love someone and the love is reciprocated and the relationship is healthy, then you being able to say, hey, friend, that hurt my feelings, that shouldn't be a problem. We have to be able to hear those words and self-reflect and take a, accountability for that when it comes to people that we love and care about. Sometimes we don't intend on hurting people's feelings or doing something to someone that bothered them, but we do. We do. We affect people. What we say, how we move, especially those immediately around us, it affects them. So we have to take accountability for that and we have to understand and love enough to understand that I have to address that you know? So when that happens, it is um, the important part is how we address it and how we correct it and how we move forward. Healthy communication is the key. It is the key. Another thing, um, you know, stop, stop cussing, cussing your friends out and throwing dirt on their name behind, behind their back. You know, it's, it's don't throw dirt in their face, you can't, we can't fight dirty when we love people. That's just the basis of it. If you really want to keep people around you, you literally have to grow with them and fight through the pain. A good friend of mine actually, shout out to Shalia. Um, She, I have known her for a couple of years now, and she's the one who taught me how you're not supposed to fight dirty. You're not supposed to fight dirty with your words. You're not supposed to throw dirt in your friend's face. You're not supposed to Use their, their past transgressions against them because it's hurtful. It's judgmental. You're not supposed to do that with your friends. And she, she's a great testament of that. And she has taught me that, um, on many different occasions, she's been a great example of that on her own. So I commend her for that. I've learned so much. Each friendship that I have, I literally learn different things from each of my friends. Each of them, you know, I learn support from Lauren and what that looks like. I've learned, you know, how to how to pray for friends for my friend Blessing. I've learned how to celebrate my friends from my friend Ariel. It's just a lot that goes into that. Um, So throwing dirt back in your friend's face, that's not your friend. You know, what people say when they get mad, that's really how they feel. So that will reveal where they are in their communication and also where they are with you in their relationship. You know, we do, I, I just don't understand when, people go back and forth and hurt each other and have these fallen outs, these crazy falling outs. Like it's one thing it's not talking to somebody, but like a blowout. Like I mean like y'all doing saying the most craziest things to each other just to come back and be friends. Just to talk about it. Just to say, you know, what you did hurt my feelings. I was mad and I and I, I shouldn't have said that and I apologize. That's very damaging to a relationship. And granted those relationships may come back around and you guys work it out. But what's the point? Why why just not work it out before it gets to that point? And I lost a lot of great friends like that simply because I was immature in my responses to conflict because everybody isn't going to put up with that. Everybody's not going to let you cuss them out and then talk to them later on down the road, I'm sorry, and accept an apology and then let you back in their life. Everybody's not doing that. Some people literally will look at you and be like, oh, okay, that's, this is how we're giving it up never again. And you'll never hear from them. And, and the, and the truth is sometimes those are great people that you literally missed out on. You missed out on a blessing because you were immature and you was hurtful and you, you lacked the basic skills for communication to effectively communicate in a healthy manner that was more conducive than destructive to your friendship. I've lost some people like that. And that's me speaking from experience. Um, Also, if a person has to prove to you that they love and care about you by how many times they accept your apology or put up with your mess, then that's the problem. You're the problem. You have to soul search and heal because that's a problem. You're creating a toxic cycle in in a level of toxicity with your relationship that now is the opposite of healthy. You know, you can't be a nasty person and a good person at the same time. You can't cuss people out and expect them. Oh, you don't care about me because you left me. No, they didn't leave you. They just were tired of you disrespecting them, tired of you cussing them out, tired of you dogging them out every time you're mad. You can't do that. You can't be a nasty person and a good person at the same time because once you, once you put the bad before the good, that's all people see. You could be the best person in the world. But as soon as you turn, as soon as you turn around and you do something very hurtful and extremely nasty to somebody, it's really hard to come back from that because now your character has been tainted. So, you know, you have to evaluate your communication skills and you have to learn from it. If it's not healthy, change it. Or you will never have good friends or healthy relationships, period. Literally, you have to heal so you don't pour your trauma out onto your friendships. And um, I learned that, unfortunately, the hard way in my earlier years of life. Thankfully, I learned the lesson and I didn't continue the pattern and I have moved on to have great relationships. Um, but that is definitely a testament in a, of some people's relationships. You can't keep having falling outs with people and then you expect, oh, it's not me. It's them. No, it may very well be you. You may very well be toxic. You may very well have character defects defects that are allowing you to bring a certain energy to the friendship. You know, I had a girl I was getting to know, she was super cool. But if you, her communication was really weak. If you did something or she was jealous, for an example, she felt left out, not to say she was jealous, but if she felt left out about me not inviting her somewhere or I did something with somebody else, it became real aggressive. It became You know, now she's doing subs. Now it's, oh, I don't have friends like, or, you know, her being aggressive with me. And I had to tell her like, that's not going to work for me. I don't, I don't do aggression. If your feelings are hurt or if I did something, let's talk about it, you know, but I've been there. So I totally understood it, but she had a lot of broken relationships in her life simply because when her feelings was hurt, she didn't effectively communicate. She would lash out. And I've literally been there. So I understand her super sweet girl. Um, actually mentor her now, love her to death. Um, but another important factor is being the friend you wish you had being the friend you wish you had. I had a, a conversation with one of my girlfriends literally a couple days ago and she asked me like she, I had posted, it was one of my friend's birthday. I sent her an edible arrangement she, she was visiting in Philly. I ended up, you know, subliminally asking her for her address to where she was staying at her Airbnb. And I sent her edible arrangement with, you know, balloons and teddy bears and all of this stuff. And my girlfriend, um, she asked, she was like, Oh my God, I wish, I wish that I had more friends like that. I wish I had more friends like you because I've never, I've never had that. And I was like, you know, I have to be the friend that I wish I had when i used to look at other people's relationships and and they were getting edible arrangements or they was you know getting flowers or something like that i would always say dang i wish i had that but the truth was i never i've never given that at that time so i just started exerting my best qualities um and being the friend that i wish i had you have to know what kind of friendships you want i remember saying many times i wish i had a friend that was supportive i wish i had a friend that you know i myself was able to do fun stuff with. But at that time my energy was very negative. Who wants to be around negativity? You know, who wants to deal with that? The friend that I am now is a reflection of becoming the friend I wanted to be. You can, de- you can determine the dynamic of your friendships once you define what friendship looks like for yourself. Are you kind? Are you supportive? Are you loving? Are you easygoing and fun? Are you trusting? Are you trustworthy? Are you honorable? In order to receive that, you have to be that yourself. And again, I learned all these things along the way, and I'm still learning because, you know, I I just I was taught that. I came to Atlanta and I got good girlfriends. I didn't always have good girlfriends, but at some point in time I wanted good girlfriends for myself. So I had to know what that looked like and I had to be able to give that as well you know, nobody wants to just be a one-sided relationship. So being the friend that you wish you had, that goes a long way because when, when you do things like that and you pour out into others and it's from your heart and it is your best qualities, you'll attract more people who love that about you, who can give that back to you. So it's not one-sided. Now you have developed healthy relationship, you have attracted healthy people because they see that you're capable of maintaining a healthy relationship by what you give to the relationship. So you have to be the friend that you wish you had. And it goes a long way. It really, really does. I'm literally truly blessed. Um, and I know I always say that, but I always say that because it is, it's the truth. My friendships are blessings. Um, loyalty, Loyalty is important in a friendship. Example, this is something that, you know, I'm real heavy on. Your other friends should not know your other friend's business. Let me repeat that again. Your other friends should not know your other friend's business. If they didn't tell that person directly, then it's not for you to tell because love covers. Love is is, it means that, I'm not going to embarrass my friend in this moment. I'm not going to expose my friend, my friend's flaws. I'm not going to show anybody else my friend's dirt. I have to sit on this dirt so nobody can see it because love covers. Not cordially, not doesn't, that doesn't mean cordially, you know, say somebody's business or, you know, mention something about your friend, your other friends, not cordially and not at all. It's not something that should be done. And I learned that the hard way by it being done to me. And a real friend is a friend to your face and behind your back. It becomes a part of your character mannerisms. Example, I'm a mother to my kids. But when I go outside, if I see somebody else's kid who is, you know, going astray or is in danger, my motherly instincts kick in and I'm, I'm a mother to those kids as well. I'm not just going to let somebody's kid, you know, just, just go off the deep end. A mother is a mother. And it's the same with friends. A friend is a friend to your face and behind your back. Just because you leave the presence of your friend, that does not mean that it's not your friend. So you have to hold that value and that weight. You have to hold that title no matter what. I really don't care, you know, about what people, how people are in my face. You hold me down behind my back. I know you real. I know, I know that, that that's my friend. You know what I'm saying? So in private really determines who you are and where you stand in your friendships so with the loyalty, your friends should not know your other friend's business because love covers. And that's something that, you know, even cordially should not be done. I've done that before. And, you know, again, I learned the hard way. I didn't like it when it was done to me. Somebody mentioned it back to me, something that I told my close friend. I'm like, who the heck are you? How do you know that? Why do you know that? I didn't tell you that. And then I had to go check my friend. Like, why would you, why would you even mention something like that? Knowing that. That's, that's my business, you know, very hurtful. So loyalty, hold your friend down behind your friend's back. When you walk away from your friend, your friend should be comfortable enough to know that that's, this is, this is what it is. You know, this, this is my friend, your friend, your other friend, should not allow to be allowed to disrespect your other friends. If they don't like each other, you know, that's fine. But as long as the respect level is intact and they know that their, the importance of that other person to you and the respect is intact. And that's all that matters, you know, but being a friend all around the board is very important to their face and behind their back. You have to hold your friends down. You can't, you can't handle, you can't handle your friends any way. You have to be mindful. And I think a lot of people miss that very important piece, protect your friends. You have to protect those relationships. If it is of value, you protect it, you take care of it. It has to be handled at a certain standard. It has to be handled delicately. Protect your friends. If you truly care about them, you have to hold them down. Literally, hold them down to their face behind their back. I have to put emphasis on that because I feel like a lot of people miss that part. I missed it a couple times. I missed it before, you know, but it's a learning. it's a learning process. And once you develop those perspectives and you develop those traits... It becomes a part of who you are. It becomes easy for you. It's not, it's, it's easy for you to, you know, cut something off. Or how about the friend who lets lets other people talk junk about them? You can't tell tell me nothing about my friends. You start saying something off. I'm like, eh. listen, it's a dub. We're not having that conversation. We're not doing that. And it's one thing to seek counsel and ask advice. But once you're telling your friend's business or dogging your friend out, that's no longer your friend. You have to literally go readjust that relationship because it's, it's, it's something missing. It's lacking something. Um, but the, the flip side to this is also identifying what a bad friend looks like and being able to walk away from that, which no longer serves you. You do, you do yourself a disservice every time you lower the price when you're, when you know your worth, like, let me say that again. It is a disservice to yourself every time you lower the price when you know you're worth more. Don't let that go over your head. You know, when when you come to a point of growth where you're like, okay, I can confidently say that by my actions and my attributes and my growth, my level of growth, I'm a good person, I'm a good friend, and you know that, and you stand firm in that, and your character mannerisms exert that, that is the point where the price went up. Your price went up. Once you know your worth, add tax. Add the price and add tax. Okay? Charge the price and add tax. You do yourself a disservice every time you lower your standards to deal with things that are beneath you. It's 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 just it's not it's it's a, it's a level of elevating. It's a level of e- elevating. So just like I said last episode, stop letting people play in your face with your friendships. When you're solid and you know you're solid, the price hot is higher. It, the price just went up. Yeah, I'm not dealing with that anymore because the price don't went up. You know, and you have to know yourself and you have to understand um, that part about you. And it is okay to grow and it is okay to readjust your friendships. You have the right to readjust your friendships. You have a right. I feel like sometimes you you meet people or you're in relationships with people, friendships with people, and you start to change and you start putting boundaries in place. And they're like, I don't like that. Now they have a problem with the boundary that you put in place because they're so used to walking over you. They're so used to mishandling you and getting away with it. They're so used to saying what they want to say to you. They're so used to using you. They're so used to you know, dumping their, their BS on you and you, and you taking it and coming back. But now when you set your boundaries in place, they like, okay, but now you're acting funny and you let such and such do this. And they, they have all of these excuses, but it doesn't matter. It don't matter what I did a week ago. I have the right to change. I have the right to tell you that that's not going to work for me and I'm going to move forward from that. And I'm not accepting that any for any anymore moving forward. You have the right to do that. You have the right to readjust any, any friendship, any relationship that no longer works for you. And my pastor said it perfectly. You don't lose friends. You lose people who either fell off because you no longer benefited them for whatever they could use you for, or um, you know they just can't grow with you at this moment. Friends never leave you. You might have distance between a real friend and a real friend would never leave you. So if somebody left you or if somebody is, you know, feeling some type of way because you, you're doing now what's best for you by putting these boundaries in place, that's not your friend. You know, granted, we are supposed to grow in our friendships. But when you have maxed out on growth with someone, meaning you are now caught in a toxic cycle and of some sort and you're being damaged or abused or mistreated, it's time to end it. When you put up a poor treatment, that is what you set the standard for. So you have to realize that there are people, and this is huge. This was, this, this revelation was super huge for me. You have to realize that there are people who will use your love for them to their advantage. You have people who will do that. People who will keep you close to them. And they know that you're a sucker. They know they can call you and get money and not pay you back on time. They know that you can, they can, you know, cuss you out or talk to you all crazy. And you deal with that. There's people who know that you love them and they will, they know that. So they can do, they just do whatever they want. They handle you any old type of way because they know you're not going to go anywhere. Some people I know, you know, there's some people who have those, those traits about them and you know, they adjust when they love the person enough. You love me enough. I'm going to tell you Hey friend, I don't like the way you said that. I think you're handling me a bit rough, and I, that's not gonna work for me. You know, they there's people who love you through that. Um, so you know, some people know that you love them and will handle you any type of way because they know you're gonna put up with it. So, you know, some people need to need time. That's another thing. Some people just need time in those moments to go off into the world and learn how to appreciate good, good people in your absence. You know, sometimes God takes away things so that people can reflect on how to appreciate what they have before they lost it. Some people come back and they appreciate you. And you know, y'all are good. Y'all are great simply because they lost a good thing and they noticed that and they came back, they learned. And that's the beauty in growing, but not everybody is like that. So you have to have discernment and you have to understand that It is okay to readjust those boundaries. It is okay to say that I know I put up with this all this time, but I'm not putting up with it anymore. It is okay to reevaluate any friendship or relationship that you have in your life. You have to grow. You have to, you know, learn who you are throughout this process of relationship and understand that the dynamic of how you feel and you have the right to do that. Take it from me. You have the right to do that. If something is not working for you, change it. It's your God-given right. Um, but another thing I had to realize and come to the conclusion about and like meditate on is if you, you know, friends should not be in competition with each other. I'm going to say that one more time. Friends should not be in competition with each other. Like at all, friendship should not be competitive You should not feel like your friends are in competition with you. You should not feel like you're in competition with your friends. There's something wrong if that's the dynamic of the friendship and that needs to be addressed like immediately. I feel like in our society, there's so much going on when it comes to, especially with black women, especially with women in general, but more so with black women, the society that we live in, they pin us against each other and it's like, okay, okay. She's doing that. She's doing the same thing. That's your com- that's your competition. No. No. Just because somebody is doing the same thing as you does not mean that that is your competition, especially if it is your friend. I have two friends. I mentioned Shalia earlier. Shout out to Shalia and her best friend Danny who is also my hairdresser. They both do here. There's been times where Danny wasn't available, she sent me to Shalia. That's a friendship. That is a friendship. They talk about everything together. They, you know, there's not a move being made without the other one that doesn't know. They seek counsel from each other. And it doesn't matter who's doing what or who's doing the same thing. They're very supportive to each other. You know, I've seen my, you know, Shalia has a boutique. Her best friend is Danny. Danny buys from her boutique. I mean, giving her, gave her the money full price. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's a French, knowing that she didn't have to do that. You know, friendship should not be competition, You know, I have a podcast. My best friend has a podcast. In the beginning, it was very, you know, because of the mindset of having competition, I had to work through those issues. I had to work through understanding that it's okay. It's okay for someone to do the same thing that I'm doing and for me to do the same thing that someone else is doing. That's my friend. If I genuinely love her and I wish her well, I can support that. It's not a competition. You know what I'm saying? And I think people also fail to realize that what is for you is for you just because somebody is doing the same thing. Does not mean that you guys have the same demographic. Does not mean you guys are going to make the same money. Does not mean you guys are going to, you know, have the same marketing strategy, have the same, anything, you know, you can, you can read read a book, the same book as somebody, but what you take away from that book and what they take away from that book is two totally different things. And what God has for you is for you. And what God has for them is for them. So your friends, if you have a problem with your friends winning, if you have a problem with your friends elevating, if every time your friend has something successful going on for themselves and you are bitter, you are mad or a spark some type of insecurity within yourself, you have to figure that out on your own. But you can't bring that into your friendships. If you you feel that way about your friend, you have to address that, you have to dig deep and you have to understand something about yourself and why you feel that way because there should be nothing wrong with, Someone doing the same thing as you, if that's your friend and you wish them well. And this is literally something I just learned within this last year. And I had to go back and realize that it wasn't because, um, someone was doing the same thing about me. Uh, uh, it's the same thing as me that's in my circle. It was more so in the past, I had friendships where, you know, they went about it in the ill manner. or someone picked my brain for ideas and ran off with my business plan or, and you know, things like that. The competition, because other people did that to me, you know, I, I would, I brought that into some of my relationships as well and not intentionally, but me just being on guard and me thinking they're in competition. I never feel like I'm in competition with anybody because I'm not, but it makes me feel like they're in competition because again, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, if I'm looking for that, that's what I'm going to see when that's not even the case. But if you are jealous of your friend, if you have a problem with your friend elevating, if you have a problem with your friend doing the same thing as you, you, you you might have something wrong with you. You're supposed to be an inspiration to others. If you're doing something that's a great idea, I'm sure you got it from somewhere else too. So with that being said, friends are not supposed to be competitive. Friends are not supposed to, y- we're supposed to, as friends, we're supposed to collab and connect and want to see each other win and, you know, give each other the support that we, we need when it comes to the leveling up and, you know, going into these businesses and doing these business plans and these nonprofits and all of this stuff. You know, my friend Lauren, she has a nonprofit. I'm a part of her organization, her nonprofit organization. I reached out to her and I said, hey, I need help with my nonprofit. I'm thinking about doing a nonprofit. How can, how can I go about doing so? This girl, this is her business. Let me just reiterate. This is her business. She is a social media consultant, but she's also a nonprofit consultant. She gets paid to establish people's nonprofits and she has one of her own, which I'm a part of. I literally reached out to her and said, Lauren, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. She was all for it. Hey girl, we're going to do a zoom call. Get your pen, your paper. I'm going to tell you how to do this. I'm going to walk you through. I'm going to give you the fees and I'm going to let you know. That's a friend. That's a friend. That is what a friend is supposed to do. She didn't get upset that I'm doing it. She didn't get up. She didn't. She didn't put a cap on my level of where I'm supposed to be and my God-given purpose because I know that's my purpose. I didn't have to lose my friend over knowing that this is something that God called me to do. Simply because I didn't make it competitive. I brought it to my friend. Hey friend, can you help me? Hey friend, I know this is what your business is, and I know you know that this is something that you do. Can you assist me with this versus me going off establishing it by myself? And I I don't tell my friend and I pop up with this nonprofit organization. I'm pretty sure she would have felt some type of way about that because people have done things like that to her and it's hurtful, you know, so your friends should not be in competition. You guys should be able to come together, talk about ideas, let each other know what each other have, because there's also two levels of creativity when you add another person to what you have going on. If you got to guard what you have and if you have to be secretive about it or feel like you're in competition, that's not your friend. You have to be mindful of that. Your friends should not be in competition and you have to self-check yourself and ask yourself, do I feel like I'm in competition with this person? Because sometimes people don't even pay you no mind. Sometimes people, and I'm not even referring to your friends at this point, I'm referring to people in general. Some people will really literally look at you and be in competition with you and you don't even know they exist. You'll be like, I don't, I don't know that girl. I don't even know her like that. I didn't know she had a, um, I didn't know she was selling jewelry. I don't, I didn't know that you just happened to send me the, okay, okay. I had this piece of jewelry and she went and got it. People will literally watch you pick, pick apart what you're doing and be in competition with you. But one thing is for sure. Two things is for certain. It should never be like that with your friends. If you have a friend and the dynamic of your friendship is like that, it's something wrong. Um, but yes, you know, and it's sad because in the black black community, this is what people pin they pin us against each other. So sadly enough, there you know there's there's a jealousy, a a threat somewhere along the lines, and sometimes that's embedded in someone's personal experiences. That that's just a part of them. They have been burned in the past, and this is what they they manifest. This is what they feel because they're not used to again having healthy communication or healthy friendships. Some people are, you know, damaged in that way. Um, but also some people are not your friend simply because they know your power and they're just afraid to be your enemy. And I and that's real. Some people are opportunists. They see you as a way to upgrade themselves in some, some area of their own life. Um, but again, that's something that they didn't heal from. And you have to be able to, to discern that. You'll know a snake, by the way, that it slithers. So at the end of the day, you know, using your discernment and peeping things, but also addressing things with yourself and in your friendships, if there's a red flag or something that's bothering you, open up that, that dialogue, have that open conversation, reset the tone readjust the tone of that friendship before it goes left and it becomes toxic and unhealthy. Um, needless to say, friendship should be genuine. It should be genuine. It should be love. It should be uplifting. It should be loyal It should be all things good. Friendship takes time. It takes patience, um, not just with yourself, but loving on people. Sometimes people do have damages. Sometimes people, you know, need just a little bit of love, just a little bit of of, of somebody to, to show them the way. So it takes time. It takes patience. It takes grace. Some friendships require healing and forgiveness, not even just with themselves, but with each other. Don't throw a friendship away if you know that it's something near that's salvageable. If it's not that bad and it's something that can be talked out, talk about it. Don't get so used to thinking that everybody is disposable. That is another problem that I had. Oh, no, we're arguing. Um, I'm done with the friendship. And really be trying to be done. But God be like, I didn't I didn't say that. This is your sister. This is your God-given sister. This is your sister in the spirit. You are assigned to this person. You don't get to just say, I'm done. no. And every time I think that he puts that person right back in my spirit, nope, I'm done. I don't want nothing to do with this person. My feelings are hurt da, da 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 da. I'm a runner. I used to run a lot i'm I'm very much so now able to I've matured and I'm able to have courageous conversations and I'm just thankful for growth um and I'm thankful for the people who truly love me and they have patience through those growing pains so you know you gotta you gotta be mindful of that it takes time and it takes patience we all just want to jump into a friendship be like yep this is the best thing ever we are we are so great together and then the first argument y'all like ah I'm done nope it's not supposed to be like that you have to have patience you have to have grace you have to have an understanding that it takes time um you know but that is also a testimony of growth Because your friends will help you grow and elevate. They'll pull the best out of you. They are connected to your destiny. It is the friendships, you know, that are built on God. Do y'all pray for each other? Are you growing? Are you growing with your friend? You'll always hear me say time and time again that I am blessed for the friends that I have today. And I say that because I do recognize that they are truly a blessing. Healthy relationships are a blessing. We take those for granted and that should not be taken lightly at all. I don't take it lightly. So you will definitely hear me throughout every, every season, every episode, almost saying that I'm so thankful for my friends. They are such a blessing. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be the woman that I am today without the women that God placed in my life to teach me what friendship is. You know, you have to pray over all of your friendships, every relationship as is, but specifically and intentionally and in detail about your friendships. Pray God, pray for God to develop you into a friend, you know? Pray with your friends. Pray for your friends. Ask God to reveal himself in you. Ask him to reveal himself in your friendships because we are called to connect with people. If you're a person of purpose, especially, you also have friends that have been assigned to you by God. So you have to be prepared to not only receive them, but to also keep them. You have to play for keeps. When it comes to people who are assigned to you and they are helping you grow, people who are assigned to you, you have to play for keeps. You can't just mishandle them and treat them like they're some ordinary old thing. No, you have to, you have to know that this is an important person to me. I love this person. And this person is not worth losing. And you have to, you have to play for keeps. You have to, you have to know how to keep them. I couldn't imagine my life without my friends. Like it's, I just wouldn't, I just don't know those hard times when you're going through life, life things, because life things happens to everybody. You can't go through everything by yourself. I can't imagine going through certain things that happened in my life and I didn't have a friend who came over to pray for me or bring me food when I was depressed or you know, to come get my kids when I need a break or to send me flowers when I'm upset. I don't know what I would do in those moments if I didn't have that anymore. You know, So I just couldn't imagine it. So my assignment for you all is to reevaluate your friendships, take account for what you can do to make them better and take account for what you can do to make them healthier. Be the friend you wish you had, and grow. Because I was not always like this. I was a piece of junk before. I was jacked up, okay, jacked up. I ain't never slept with nobody, man, or nothing like that. But when I tell you verbal abuse and passive aggressive, and like just a, a, a just a bad friend, you know, it took a, it took people to love on me and show me the way in order for me to become better. I'm thankful for that. So shout out to all of my good girlfriends, both new and old. I appreciate you guys. I know you guys are listening because I, I'm confident. To, I, I know my friends. I know I have those types of friends. So I know you guys are listening. I just want to let you guys know I truly appreciate you guys. And I truly love you guys. And you guys are definitely near and dear to my heart. Joy, you know, I, I love you to death. Um, Lauren, Ariel, both joys actually. Blessing, you know, I can go on the list just to name a few. Um Frenchelle like it's it's just so many women in my life that I just literally love near and dear, and those are my sisters, like they're not even my friend they're my sisters. so I just want to let you guys know that I definitely appreciate you guys. Um I hope someone somewhere hears this episode and takes the stride to become a better friend because being a better friend, it literally allows you to become a better person, and when you are a better person. You you have so much to give to the world. We need better people. We live in such a chaotic world at this point in time. We're, we're short on good people. You know, I was saying how the Black Panther, Chadwick died. And everything that he left behind was his legacy and pertaining to his relationship with his friends and the people that he touched. You know, be that person. Be the inspiring friend. Be the friend who's there for people. Be the friend who loves on everybody. Be the friend who is known for the encouraging words. Be the friend who, you know, you can pour out and, and just give to people and fill in, the, fill in that blank, fill in that void for people, you know, because it'll come back to you tenfold. It will come back to you tenfold. It literally will. And, um, but that's what I have for you guys today. Friendship is a beautiful thing. Friendship is very important. And, you know, I just, it was, it was put on my spirit to, to download this, this episode, this podcast, and, you know, talk about friendship. And that is what I have for you guys. So, you know, yeah, be a better friend, be a better, you be a better person, give love to the world, be the friend that you wish you had. Um, I didn't drop the ball a few times before, but what I, what I know to be true is that it is a growing process. And for me, even though I have dropped the ball, I deserve good people in my life. I deserve to have people who love me. I deserve to have people who care about me. So I will be, I will be just that just right back. I will be a good person. I will be the person that they deserve to have and accept that. You know, I I affirm, I am loved. I am healing. I am special. I am becoming the friend I wish I had. I am embracing my purpose and enlarging my territory. I am sharing my light with others. I am confident and bold. I am becoming. I affirm. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will catch you guys next time. If you guys are not following me, you can find me at dental.baee, that's Dental Bay on Instagram, or you can follow me on my other page, which is The Transparency Diary. Said like it is spelled, The Transparency Diary. And you guys just make sure you are safe, you are well, and I will catch you next time mm